0: At that moment, I knew I had failed. <laughs> but I whipped out my checkbook because I got the duplicate receipts. And I started, I paid $700 for rent. I paid $200 just for the life A $100 for this and 100 So when I thought I was giving her an aha moment, I was getting my own. Mm-hmm. Because that was the moment I realized if I can spend all of this for an apartment that belonged to somebody else girl, you better find a way to make a mortgage work because that has your name on it. This does not. You dropping money like this every month and all you're getting is a receipt. And sometimes they don't even give you that. Then my money perspective changed. Now I started to realize the value of the money that I was bringing into my household and recognizing that I was not spending it in places that were of value. See, McDonald's, I don't, you know, at that time, I didn't have no stock in McDonald's. I do now. I'm getting my money back, I'm getting it, but I didn't then. Yeah, I wasn't investing. I was I was eating out like crazy because I I was in school. I had long work hours. I got two kids. We got to do homework, baby. Uh, yeah. Let me have that to go. So once I sat down and started looking at where the money goes, so let me say this, let me say this. I'm gonna advise you, it's just my little piece of advice is what helped me. Take a look at your bank statements for the last 60 days. Get you some highlighters and highlight fast food. That's one color. Highlight unnecessary spending. That's another color. And then I did this the big one, this the one that folks get a little confused about entitlement spending mm. they done made me mad at this job I'm going to bat that purse I'm going to bat him shoes I'm going to bat that dress I deserve this Okay, it, make that another color and then total them all up and see how much money you have spent and see what you could have spent that money on I guarantee you somebody's fast food bill could pay off a whole credit card Welcome, welcome back. Powerful for another episode of Powerful. It's your girl, Bridge Brown Jackson. And you know what I'm about to say. I am so, so excited. I'm excited about this podcast because this particular guest that we have today, this is her second time on the podcast. And can I tell y'all, she hit in the top five of my podcast shows as far as people downloading and listening in last year. So I know we're about to bring some fire. So I need you to get ready. So I'm going to give you time to go get your pen, your paper, get out your notepad, get out your phone, open up the notes in your phone, whatever you use to take some notes. You might want to write some stuff down. You might want to capture some of these moments because she's always dropping nuggets. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to tell you in just a moment who I have in my uh studio with us today. But before we get into that, I need you to do one more thing. Have you liked, share, and subscribe? If you have not, I need you to pause for a second. Make sure you go subscribe or follow, depending on which platform you're listening on, as well as I need you to like it when you get done. And can you write a review this week? Because I'm telling you, my guest is about to drop some dope, dope knowledge. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Hey lady, so you've had success. You got it going on, but you still know there's something missing. You know so much more, you want so much more. So stop, get the help and the support that you need. Stop thinking about it and just be about it. You tried it your way, now get a coach. Go to simplytomorrow.com. That's simplytomorrow.com. All right, all right, powerful. All right, all right, all right. Now, ladies, 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 this is episode is especially just for you. I got my curl, Nicole. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me put some respect on it. The Nicole Johnson in the studio with me today. The Nicole Johnson is the founder of Gym. Y'all want to know what Gym stands for? Girl, your money matters. I need you to get financially fit, And I got my girl, Nicole, who is able to do it. Not only is she just a guest, she's actually one of my accountability partners. Now, you know, when you listen to this podcast, I tell you all the time, get you an accountability partner, a thought partner, a mentor or coach. Actually get all four and pay some money for a coach. So I want you all to know that the Nicole Johnson is on my podcast. For the old people, old people, the Rolodex. She is on my speed dial. I can call her up anytime. I'm going to let her talk to you about what she, what she doing all the way over there in Texas. Uh, So come on me, Nicole Johnson. <laughs> Tell the people about you. Come on, my girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, everybody. Listen, ladies, ladies, ladies. Okay, you know what? Let me dial it back just a little bit. Hey, fellas. Listen, if you're listening. You're sitting by somebody listening. This is for you as well, but we're coming from the purse perspective. But what the fellas do for the wallet impacts the purse. So take the gels, take the lessons, because there's a little bit of knowledge in there for you. So ladies, hello, 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 hello. Bridget, thank you again for having me on. I always love connecting with you. Um, And I'm going to start by saying accountability is so important. Um, in today's virtual world where a lot of us are at home more than we are in the office and out in the public, um, it can be a little disconnect. So we do need to have accountability partners. And let me explain what a good accountability partner will do for you. Because uh, they are accountability partners and then there are good accountability You're partners over here laughing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't throwing no shade, but hold on a second don't <laughs> say, but a good accountability partner will ensure that you are meeting your goals or working towards your goals. They will ask you about it and what steps have you taken, and when you haven't taken those steps, they'll be like, "What's the problem?" So that we can get to the solution because we cannot create the the beautiful tasks or goals or accomplishments that you have planned for your future if we don't take action. So uh, let me start you all off by this. You got your pen and paper, I'm gonna write this down. Success moves at the speed of execution. I had, uh, I worked for Jackson Hewitt years and years ago. My son is about to be 24, somewhere in there, but uh, <laughs> he'll be 24. And uh, I worked for Jackson Hewitt and we had to answer the phone. Thank you for calling Jackson Hewitt. How fast do you want your money? Mm. I didn't realize that that was a nugget. So how fast you want it, whether it's to pay off your debt, whether it's to buy your home, whether it's to launch your business, how fast you reach your success moves on, depends on how fast you execute. That's why I'm your executor. I love it. I love it. I love it. I told y'all, y'all better get that pen and paper ready. She drops nuggets and she was throwing some shade because she is my accountability partner. We don't even get to hello sometimes. She was like, did you do your assignment from last week? <laughs> and you yes, know my what? hello. I love it. I love it. I love it because many of you have heard me talk about uh, the flight assessment and we talk about the different uh, types And so whether you're a pilot, a flight attendant, a grounds crew or air traffic controller, you know, you have behavioral preferences. And mine, I love, you know, ideas and I love starting ideas. But sometimes execution, I have to be very deliberate and intentional. And my girl, the Nicole Johnson, holds me accountable to that. But, girl, let's get into this. Let's get into this. It's Women's History Month. And so before we get started, I want to spotlight a famous African-American female. She happened to be the first uh, African-American female that was granted uh, a a degree as a lawyer. Right. Her name was Charlotte Ray. She was born in 1850 and she died in 1911, way, way before all of us was born. As my grandson, he said one time, he said way before I was born. (laughs) And so I want to spotlight a couple of things. She was the first African-American female. In the United States, again, she was the first female admitted to the District of Columbia bar. So in the D.C. area, as well as admitted to practice law before the Supreme Court in the District of Columbia. Now, think about that. Think about that, Nicole. You know, Mm -hmm. we're talking about Mm post-slavery, reconstruction era. era. We're talking about all types of, you know, we had Jim Crow came along, but before Jim Crow was officially called Jim Crow, we had a whole lot of uh, 2X Jim Crow before. And she did that thing. What does that make you think about when you think about all of the great things that you're able to do financially, as well as, I need everybody to understand, she didn't tell y'all that, but uh, the Nicole Johnson does have a law degree. So when I think about the fact that you know, based on what you shared with me, she had to change her name just to be able to sit for the bar. So she could not say she was Charlotte Ray. She had to say C E Ray. And unfortunately, what she went through, it, it may not be have a classification or a, a title, but unfortunately, it's still happening to black women today. Yes. And so during my time in law school, I was not only um, feeling the pressure, I was fighting the pressure mm-hmm. and fighting to until I I think I made my mark in my class. When one of my classes, we argued a point back and forth and back and forth and we we're going to argue the law. We're not arguing. We're arguing the law. We're debating the law. And he put a little chip on his shoulder. You know, mm-hmm. he don't look like us. he don't look like me. But we sit in the same classroom and that was my point if you so great and wonderful while we sharing space yeah. that must make me great and wonderful too i need you to recognize mm-hmm. that
1: ooh, and wait, so, wait wait wait
0: wait wait, wait! i'm gonna do like kevin hart you, you just gonna do, act like you just gonna say that like ooh, we need to let somebody breathe on that one no matter what yeah. no matter if it's race ethnicity uh your gender again yeah your, your viewpoints in life if you sitting in the rooms, <laughs> you just as great. We as share space. Space. And so, you know, and um, it's I am excited about her accomplishments, right? She she's accomplished some great things and the fact that she earned that degree at such a young age. She earned that degree at such a young age, and to be able to do some things that people still today say we as blacks, as black women, are still not really qualified to hang out in the boys club and do because not only is the legal industry a male dominated industry the financial industry is a male dominated industry and so I still get those looks when I, I go into ventures and in rooms where there are white men mm-hmm. or white women and uh okay so since we are miss such and such with the MPA and this that and that, I am the Dr. Nicole Johnson Mm -hmm. with an MPA and a JD. Okay, so put some respect on my name, okay? (laughs) And I don't do that in in, in casual conversation, but if you want to throw out your letters, I got quite a few of my own to throw out. So Mm. So I am grateful for what Charlotte did, paving the way um, as the first African-American woman. I, I, I'm Listen, Women's History Month makes me excited. So I'm glad that she is, is our spotlight for today. Yes, yes, yes. Again, amazing. I just want to encourage people, again, if she did it and having to deal yes. with all the obstacles that she had, there's no reason why we can't do what we want to do. And so Uh, we're going to drop that information in the show notes. So if you want to find out some links and find out a little bit more about her, go to the show notes and you can find that information. All right. Let's get into this with my girl, the Nicole Johnson. I just love saying that, (laughs) um, Jim, Jim, girl, your money matters. You got to be financially fit. What started you on this journey? Mm. So, my journey started in 2008, uh, unofficially, really, yeah, 2008 when I decided to become a homeowner. And so, at that time, my background was that, you know, what society said was I was a two time loser. Um, I had filed bankruptcy twice. Uh, I was a single mom, I was raising two children, I was a state employee, and as as far as my income goes, you know, I was a little bit over the poverty line that I couldn't collect food stamp, but I was at the poverty line for everything else, mm. right? So, um, but I want to say this: get your pen out, get your pick, pick, pick your pen up, because I'm going to tell you something. It is not what you are called; it's what you answer to. Ooh, that is so important to my DNA. Because if I went all the way back, right, I'm the black sheep of the family. I wasn't the kid that was supposed to make it. I was all of these things. I was, you know, I'm the oldest of four girls, but my mother's boyfriend slash husband is not my father, and so there was a constant battle all the way. So that deal, I saw. I grew up in financial trauma. Uh, I had a codependent mother. I wasn't supposed to make it yes I was not supposed to make it and so when as the what, what as, I'm gonna go to the pastor side of it as I look back over my life girl come on now, and I think things over oh yes <laughs> I can truly say I'm blessed all right when I didn't know watching me that's it. When he, when I, when I tell people he protects his babies and his fools, I'm good and either status because I wasn't supposed to make it. So after the divorce, after the single parent status, after the bankruptcy, I decided for my children that I needed to become a homeowner. I was on the third floor of an apartment building with no elevator and a am Okay. Imagine having two small children trying to carry groceries upstairs, trying to carry laundry upstairs. And then the the people move in and they got family members that crawl, they fly, all this kind of stuff. I'm not with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. But in order to make the change, I had to shift my whole financial mindset. Yeah. And so that, that, that took me to the point of, developing a new relationship with my money. I didn't have a budget in place. I had never done a budget. I was The fast food bill in my bank account was so ridiculous. It was almost as high as some of the utility bills. Mm. So when I decided that I wanted to become a homeowner, I knew I've gone to several seminars. They tell me what I needed, but they wouldn't tell me how to do it. And me being the individual that I am, I sat down with with all my reports and and my bank account and my bank statements and all this until I figured it out. And so then I set myself a goal and I want you to write this down. Your goal has to be so personal to you that nothing and no one will get in the way of you accomplishing it. Mm. I'm gonna say it again. Your goal has to be so personal. Like I'm mama Bear. I dare you look at my kids wrong. We don't have a problem. Okay. So the house was for the kids. Now goals do change, but the house was for the children. And so nothing was going to get in the way of that. So in the beginning of 2008, I launched myself on that journey and my deadline was the summer of 09 because that was the year my daughter would graduate eighth grade and go to high school. So you want them to start high school. I hit that mark nine nine of oh nine and the only reason it wasn't the summer is because i went from state state government to federal government and they delayed me 60 days for proof of income but i found my house in may of 2009 and during that 60-day waiting period five people put a contract on that house mm-hmm. four of them their financing fell through imagine that. And the fifth lady withdrew. I said, cause that wasn't her house. He set that out for me. And so when I reached that goal, Bridget, let me say, not only did I pull together some programs that never worked together, Mm -hmm. I made them talk to each other because y'all don't give me this money. Y'all don't give me these benefits. And I ain't got but $200 to come to the table. I ended up bringing to the closing table six hundred and two dollars and some change. Wow! I spent less than two thousand dollars in expenses to buy the home. Unheard and of! To top it all off, my interest rate was two point two five percent locked. And, and yes, again, what year is this? This was in two thousand nine. And so what was going on in the economy then? That that was unheard. The of. housing market was tanking. But President Obama was giving out that credit like crazy, and so it, it, I had a whole benefit, right? Less real low out-of-pocket expenses, real low money at the table, excellent interest rate, and people that look like me and Charlotte Ray didn't get that. When I moved into my house, and I was telling a lady. How you know, you know, she's like, how did you buy that house? Uh the same way you bought yours. I went to the closing table, and signed the papers. <laughs> but I when I tell you that they are still asking that question today, I'm like, man, you because you don't know the man. I, <laughs> I know that's oh. right. Girl, let's let's deal with that. Let's deal with that. Let's let's talk some more about that because that takes a whole lot of determination. Um Ooh. you set your mind. You had your mind literally, literally right. Because again, you saw what you saw and you didn't want to see that anymore. And so it literally took some fortitude. It took a lot of work because I, I'm I'm assuring that you probably had in that, that it all came out, but there were some obstacles on each step of that, that pavement that you had, you know how like when you walk down the sidewalk, they got the little squares. So you go mm-hmm. from this square to that square, and Isn't there's that? a little line between there. Tell mm-hmm. tell the people, what would you tell them to do when you're going through? And it, it could be, again, trying to uh, acquire a home, but it could be all other types of financial freedoms um, that they want. How did you do it? What, what gave you that oomph to keep on going? I look at my kids. I talk to my kids. I explain to them the changes that we were getting ready to have. And my daughter, in her infinite wisdom, at the age of twelve, maybe ten, somewhere around there, ten, eleven years old, I said, th- the famous question that our parents said, "Why are you in this room and all the lights on in the other room? Why are all these lights on in the house?" And one day I said, I said "Why? Don't y'all know how much it costs to keep these lights running? How much it costs to live here?" She said, oh, "About two hundred dollars." At that moment, I knew I had failed, <laughs> but I whipped out my checkbook because I got the duplicate receipts and I started, I paid $700 for rent. I paid $200 just for the life A $100 for this and 100. So when I thought I was giving her an aha moment, I was getting my own mm. because that was the moment I realized if I can spend all of this for an apartment that belonged to somebody else. Girl, you better find a way to make a mortgage work because that has your name on it. This does not. You dropping money like this every month and all you're getting is a receipt. And sometimes they don't even give you that. So then my money perspective changed. Now I started to realize the value of the money that I was bringing into my household and recognizing that I was not spending it in places that were of value. See, McDonald's, I don't, you know, at that time, I didn't have no stock in McDonald's. I do now. I'm getting my money back. You know, getting it. But I didn't then. Yeah, I wasn't investing. I was I was eating out like crazy because I, I was in school. I had long work hours. I got two kids. We got to do homework, baby. Uh, Yeah, yeah let me have that to go. So... Once I sat down and started looking at where the money goes. So let me say this. Let me say this. I'm going to advise you. It's just my little piece of advice. This is what helped me. Take a look at your bank statements for the last 60 days. Get you some highlighters and highlight fast food. That's one color. Highlight unnecessary spending. That's another color. And then I did this, the big one. This is the one that folks get a little confused about entitlement spending. Mm. They done made me mad at this job. I'm going to bat that purse. I'm going to bat them shoes. I'm going to bat that dress. I deserve this. Okay, it, it make that another color and then total them all up and see how much money you have spent and see what you could have spent that money on. I guarantee you somebody's fast food bill could pay off a whole credit card. Yes, yes. I know I know that. I, I will tell you that was me back in my uh, 20s. Uh, my ex-husband and I, um, we had a financial planner come in and sit and do some things. And we were trying to get an insurance policy and we were talking about what we needed to do, to replace it, everything. So, you know, they had you do your spending. And what is it on? Girl, almost 30 percent of our income was on entertainment and food. Do you hear yeah. me? entertaining food. We were taking the kids to the movies every week because I was doing all of those things that, and I'm not going to say that because I did have a really good childhood, but there were some things that I didn't get book. I would say books, even books. I used to buy books like crazy for my children because I didn't have them. And so I would say, well, I'm going to use it in my classroom because I was a teacher. So I was like, okay, it's going to get twofold and just went absolutely crazy and did not budget, did not budget. Um and that that's the word right there that people are so afraid of. Yeah. A budget. And I wanna say this, write this down. A budget is a tool. It you but you are the master handler of the tool. The tool doesn't handle you, you handle it. Exactly. And people have to look at I had to shift it. you're going to have to shift it if your finances are in disarray if you're fine if you robbing Peter to PayPal and and Peter now's about to fight you because he like ah uh-uh, you don't keep doing me like this if you're steady upside down, if you always have more months left after the money is spent and you don't know what to do, you've got to take a hard look at those bank statements. now as you review them, let me give you some advice. You're using them as a review, not for condemnation. And women, ladies, we are so emotionally driven that we can start looking at this. You know what? Uh, I, I, I don't want to see another way I messed up. So let me give you, let me do this for you, okay? Take out your phone, get your phone up, okay? If you're near the mirror you, or otherwise, get your phone up, turn on selfie mode, Look right in there and say, I forgive you. And I'm extending you the grace that you need to get through this. You would be surprised at how powerful that is. Because when you, that's that, that God, there you go, Bridget, there you go. You know why? Because we're moms, we're wives, we're daughters, we're sisters, we're aunts. We are the teacher at home. We are the cook at home. We go to the grocery store. Or we call to have it delivered. which one, whichever method you prefer. Okay. Then we got to check homework. Then we got to drive the kids to football and baseball and softball and volleyball. Okay. I ain't even talked about your role as an employee. I haven't even talked about your role as, a, as an entrepreneur. Okay. And we ain't even got into the wifely duties. Okay. We ain't even touched on that. So by the time you finish throwing all that stuff in the air, you only got two hands. You can only catch so much. So when something fall down by the wayside, you're like, dang, I missed that. Oh, I forgot that. Oh, they got to go to the doctor. Oh, I got to go to the doctor. He got to go to the doctor. Got to take mama to the doctor. Got to pick up medicine. All those things. And when something, now Nicole is telling me to sit down and look at my budgets, goodbye. I ain't got time but it's a necessary event that must happen if you want to be financially free. You want to travel without worrying about the bills when you come back from that vacation. You want to pay for... And I know y'all pay a pretty penny when it comes to basketball camp, volleyball camp, cheer camp, all of them cost a whole level, okay? If you got a kid getting ready to go into the 12th grade, those fees, I, Bridget, we didn't pay them fees when I was in, I, I'm going to age myself. We paid them back in the day. That's Ooh, as no. much as y'all going to get, okay? Love y'all. But now you paying as much for high school pictures and prom and tapping down and expenses, It's about as high as the rent and the mortgage. You need a savings account just for that. So extend yourself some forgiveness. And I want you, if you don't know how much forgiveness you need to give you, it's the same level of forgiveness that you give everybody that hurts you in your life. Oh, I thank you for that tip. So as we get ready to close out, let's let's do, I, I love your little tagline and um for the people that are listening on the listening uh podcast uh platforms uh can't wait for you to see the video uh so the 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 uh what did they call it a vlog uh when you get to see the vlog you'll see behind Nicole she has her uh infamous tagline i love it i love it i love it i don't come to play i come to win so as we get ready to close out can you give us a tip about not playing and winning. You already did with pull out your pull out your bank statement and get that highlighter to working and see where your money is going. What else? Can you give us one more tip? Of I don't come to play, I come to win. Listen, I don't care what your goal is, whether it's to pay off debt, whether it's to buy a home, whether it's to make sure there's money in the account to buy groceries, set a goal. Write the vision and make it plain. You cannot accomplish whatever. Financial freedom looks different for everyone, right? What you see as financial freedom and what I see as financial is different for everyone. But as long as it's written out, you have a starting place. It's just like a roadmap. I'm going to drive from Dallas to Chicago and there are going to be some detours along the way, but I don't know what the final address is. And that is the tip. So write it out. And I'm going to add a caveat to that because Bridget said in the beginning, get your coach. Let the church say amen right there. Put an amen right there. So seriously, if you're listening, I just need you to say to yourself, wherever you're sitting, listening to this or standing, listen to this. I just need you to say amen. Again, everybody should have a coach and not just a coach trying to get somebody to come and give you valuable stuff for free, literally to pay people. And I don't say that, and in, in, in Nicole, this might turn some people off. I might have somebody turn us off right now, and it's okay. But somebody's gonna keep on listening because that was me. I kept listening, kept listening, kept listening. The coaches that I have today, I started listening to them four or five, actually uh, Lisa Nichols, I got her to coach me. I started listening to Lisa Nichols in 2008. It wasn't until 2018 that I was able to to pay her. And I am to saying that I wasn't able because I was able. I had a really good job. I just didn't have that mindset yet. And so to make sure that we get that mindset to get those coaches that we need. I don't care. I don't care how many times you got to listen to it. Keep listening to it. Keep hearing the people that are saying that and to do that, because we don't say that just because we're coaches. We actually, Nicole, do you pay for coaches? Absolutely, about Uh, (laughs) them. Be looking around like, oh, Jesus. Because you know what I think about is if I could do it on my own, I'd have done it already. And so I need somebody who, when we talk about pouring in the circle, in some arenas, I'm sitting at the top of the circle and I'm pouring into, I can't pour from an empty cup. So I gotta be at the bottom of the circle so that I can catch somebody else's pouring into me. And every coach that I know has a coach. Somebody was interviewed. I was talking to somebody the other day. Even Oprah still got coaches. And she has a ride, but she still got coaches. Everybody, Denzel Washington. He'll tell you in a heartbeat. he get coaches. He's one of the best. Girl, don't start. Don't start. Don't start. You know, I'm married now. Nah, I can't be acting like that now. Nah. All right. Girl, get your money. Get Girl, your money matters. Also, the over there stumbling, y'all. I love, I love matter. All right. Okay, seriously. But no, seriously. There are so many famous people. They will tell you in a heartbeat that they have coaches. Our presidents have coaches. Our dignitaries have coaches, you know, you won't know about them, but somebody is constantly always coaching somebody behind the scenes. And so um, I just want to wrap up because I want to come back to something and and unpack this as your final words for us. You said people have entitlement. And so you, you spend money and you do things because of the entitlement. And when you said that, I thought about that. And when I was spending almost 30 percent of my budget, I thought I was entitled because I had went to school, got my degree. Uh, again, my ex-husband and I, we both were degreed. We both had got, you know, good job. We went from being, you know, eating um, whatever we can afford on that twenty dollars to we could take our kids out to eat every week. And guess what we did? But what we didn't see was 20 years was going to come down the road. All of that money we were spending on that, we could have been spending in their futures and on different things. And so when you know better, you do better. So this is what I want to impact, though, because a lot of times we talk about, and you just said it, emotional spending. But people don't realize that the emotional spending turns into entitlement thinking. Girl, just unpack that on your on, on your way out the door. Come on, come on. Yeah, listen. It's it's a bad habit. That's the bottom line. It is a bad habit. And it's when it's clear that the, the way you manage your money will lead you down a road, a path. And which path it leads you down is totally up to you. So when you're mad at some mad shopping. And I'll use a really quick, I had a mom and a daughter and I was coaching them. And the do- I let the daughter do all the talking. And she would say, you know, I I was mad at work. I got mad at work. So me and mama went to the mall. Me, mama, and the baby went to the mall. And it was a continuous cycle. I said, so do you... I said, mom, so these are all the things she saw you do? She said, yes. I said, did you ever sit down at a table and tell her to do this? He said, no. So she watched your habits. She watched what you do. I said, now, daughter, let me tell you what you're doing. You're teaching the baby the same thing. Okay, so I get mad at somebody. I'm shopping. I get... I, I, I'm stress eating all of those things I go I go to work every day girl. I deserve this. No you don't. Just because you are working, everything that you didn't put your name on you have a responsibility to take care of. So while you spending money on them I girl, I always had to take my time with that them little red bottom shoes that can't nobody stand up in. the coach, the Gucci. The Louis, all of those things. Yes, those are nice. But what are you skipping? What are you not paying to have these things? And like you said, Bridget, if you spend $5,000, $10,000, $500 on all of those things I just named, how could that be a better investment in your future? Because every day that you wake up, life will life. And you can't put a purse on a deductible for your car. You can't put that purse on a copay for that doctor visit. Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense. Girl, you see me over here snapping my fingers. Nuggets. We at the Poetry Lounge. You know what? That is so true. And and here's what we do because we justify what we do. I said I know it's going to be last, but girl, you just stirred me up because this just dropped in my spirit. Um. I didn't, I, I wasn't a designer person. I wasn't a designer mom. So my kids looked well, they dressed well, but we, we shopped, you know, uh, conservatively on the rack because, and, and they had some nice things, but if they, you saw them with some designer, you better bet it was a discount discount and it was off season. So if they didn't want to wear it on <laughs> season, then too bad. You know, everybody wearing this right now. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not spending all that money. So I wasn't a, a buy Jordan's uh, mom or anything like that. But what I was doing was, again, wasting money in entertainment to entertain yes. them because there were some traumas that had happened with my oldest two children. And so I was trying to soothe it and do this and, and make it happy and make it fun. And so I justified that because we went by in Jordans. But if I sat down and, and did, like you said, which I never did in my 20s, pulled out my bank statements and highlighted, I would have seen I was doing the same thing. And so I, I just wanted to say that because somebody might be listening, saying, I don't buy Louis Vuitton. I don't buy the red bottom shoes. But if you spend an Which, endless mm-hmm. amount of money at that restaurant every yeah. week, at the movies, mm-hmm. again, yeah. buying things that we really don't need right now that have no value to give back <laughs> to us five and 10 years. And we still paying for it five and 10 mm-hmm. years later. Just let me sure. add just a little. Piece go ahead. Go ahead you have to understand what the trauma is. And I'm glad you said that. You, I didn't realize I had experienced financial trauma till just a few years ago, that it was a label. I knew something had happened and I had to go back. It's just like when you go to therapy, what happened in your childhood? Lady, ain't nothing happened. Well, and you know what it is for me is that I realized that my mom was in a codependent relationship We were living in the projects and her boyfriend had a good car, had a nice car park avenue. He worked at the electric company making good money. And she became a quote unquote stay at home mom in the projects. How how'd that work? You know, you stay at home mom at at the house with the white picking fence and a 2.5 kids and a dog. You don't do that in the project. The mentality was all jacked up. And then, but here was the caveat. When they got into their arguments, it was his money, his car, his things. And where can she go with four kids and no job? Well, three of them cheering yours, son, she could lead them him. I'm really the only one she got to take with her. I'm probably the only one, in my opinion, she should have had. But that's for another story. (laughs) But them three, she can lead with you but what i didn't realize was that he was laying the foundation to control her and what i was watching was financial trauma so one of the things that i teach is how women can can create streams of income so they don't have to stay in situations that they can't afford to leave because he's controlling the wallet Oh, and we didn't even get into that. So people got to look you up. People got to look you up. So we're going to we're going to get you a minute and let you drop how they can look you up, because that piece, even I reached out to you. I was like, look, I need some side money because I need to do over this over here, my business. And I want some passive money. And you was like, oh, look, look, we're going to do like the little rascals. OK, uh, okay. <laughs> I got that. I got that. And That's what you do really well. So we didn't even get to get into that. But girl, your money matters. And you need to get financially fit. And if you do, you need to hit up The Nicole Johnson. So, Nicole, tell the people how they can get in touch with you. They can actually go over to www.thenicolejohnson.com. There's an actual 10 tip guide that they can download and they can start implementing financial tips today in baby step increments. And then um, if they want to, they can email me right through that that site uh, under contact me so we can set up an appointment. But if they're on Facebook, the group is called Grow Your Money Matters. And um, I'm doing what's called fireside chats. I'm allowing some of the community members to come meet with me in small, intimate settings so I can talk to them and hear from them on how they need help. So the goal is to find you the help that you need so you don't have to say the same. 2023 is a year of manifestation for me. I predict and I'm going to project that it's a year of manifestation for you. you got to put in the work to see what is going to be manifesting. But I'm here to help you execute. Say it, sis. Say it, sis. And they need to get in that Facebook group. And again, they can just search and find it. But we're also gonna drop it in our show notes. So all you gotta do is go to show notes. We're gonna do the home. We're gonna do the heavy lifting for you. All you gotta do is click, 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 so you can get in the face of the Nicole Johnson. I'm telling you, I have been changed because the fact that she is my accountability partner. She's bad, bad, bad to the bone. As I said, she is Esquire. She a whole lot of stuff. She got them. She got those letters behind her. But as you see, one of her jobs that she hasn't said that she's making that money from. And she's a, a comedian. She's a on, down low comedian. Love, love to be in a presence because you're always going to laugh. So again, you got a chance to listen to the Nicole Johnson. Again, all that information is going to be in the show notes. I need you all to make sure that you listen to this, not once, but go back and listen to it twice. And if you know, you know, some people that's struggling in this area, Send the link to them so they can listen to it. Send it to them so they can listen to it. If you got friends that you really, really care about, family members you care about, this is the time that you need to listen again. So make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Again, I'm your girl, Bridget Brown Jackson. I am the Behavioral Wealth Strategist organizations pay me to help them reduce staff attrition, grow talent, and optimize productivity. Who do you know? You know we gotta sign out by saying, coach me, and I learn. Challenge me, and I grow. Believe in me, and I win. Yes, my sister, you are a winner.